We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, September the 24th, 2021. Today's show, I lock in my official predictions. The Gamecocks take on the Kentucky Wildcats under the lights at Williams-Brice Stadium as Shane Beamer and South Carolina look for their first SEC win of the 2021 football season. Guys, we got a packed show here on a Friday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention on the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. is the opportunity to be great. No matter whether it's business, it's sports, it's relationships, no matter what it is, all you can ask for is for life to present you with opportunities to go seize greatness and to do great things. All you can ask for 
is the opportunity. And tomorrow night, under the lights at Williams-Brice Stadium, the Gamecocks have arguably their biggest opportunity thus far under new head coach Shane Beamer to put the SEC on high alert and let those around the college football world know, hey, this thing's ahead of schedule, and we're a real force to be reckoned with. Things are changing in Columbia, South Carolina. Watch out. Here come the Gamecocks. Folks, happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you all tuning in. Guys, again, thank you all so much for taking the time, guys. And I hope this show finds you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing, whether you're on the commute, you're in the office, you're on the job, you've got the day off, maybe you're in class, whatever it is, guys. Again, thank you all so much. TGIF. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday, and I hope this finds you well as you go into your weekend. And what a beautiful weekend, by the way, we have, guys, starting on Thursday afternoon. The weather, the crispness in the air, it feels like football, and it feels like big-time football. And that's exactly what we've got tomorrow night under the lights at Willie B. Going to be a perfect day, going to be a perfect night in regards to the weather, and hopefully the play on the field will match that as well. Guys, again, I'm going to lock in my prediction for South Carolina, Kentucky. Before we do that, a quick reminder. Tomorrow, we're all looking forward to the game. We're also all looking forward to the tailgate. Folks, yes, the TSUS tailgate at Seawells, spots 93 to 96. Again, at spots 93 to 96, we will have the TSUS and Big Cock Club flags flying. You cannot miss it again down the road from Jay's Corner and across the street from the Rockets in the fairgrounds. Again, at Seawells, very exciting stuff, guys. Again, if you have any questions, please shoot me a DM. Let me know. And as some of you already asked about the spots and how you have to buy spots and pay for it and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure Seawells, you can pay for a spot the day of the game. Even if you cannot park in Seawells, guys, there's tons of parking around that area, guys. So if you want to find a spot, walk on over again. We're going to be out there all day long planning on going to SEC Nation, which, by the way, if you want to catch yours truly out of SEC Nation, I'll be out there with the flags as well. And then going to scoot over to our tailgate around noon or 1230 or so, and we'll be out there all day long. Beers, food, TV, everything you need, guys. Again, cannot wait to party with a bunch of rowdy Gamecocks and get ourselves ready for kickoff as South Carolina takes on the Kentucky Wildcats. Again, would love to see you guys out there. Seawells, spots 93 to 96. Also, guys, I'll have stickers. I'll have koozies for sale, Beamer Ball and Welcome Home koozies. I will have those on me. So if you want to get those, here's your opportunity. Also, again, I'll have stickers to give away. We got Beat Kentucky stickers. Everything you need, again, guys, is going to be one hell of a time. And I hope to see all of you there. Again, without further ado, though, let's go ahead and get in this thing, guys. My prediction, can Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks get a huge win under the lights? And what would effectively be Shane Beamer's first SEC win of his coaching career, first SEC win for South Carolina in this 2021 season, and effectively get the Gamecocks to three and one early on in this 2021 season and open up all kinds of possibilities for the amount of wins you can finish with in this season. Guys, I'll start here. Normally, pretty early in the week, I have a good idea in regards to my prediction for the ball game, right? Like, I, I feel like I'm able to very quickly 
get an early feel on the game. And I don't budge much off of that score prediction, even coming into Friday, guys. So in case you were ever wondering, yes, normally before Friday, I know what I'm going to pick, but uh, I do give myself until Friday, of course, to lock in that prediction. That is not the case this week. I have gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on this score and the winner of this game tomorrow night. Now, I want to start here. As you may all recall, by the way, because this season has gone basically exactly as I predicted back in late July, if you will, when I gave my game-by-game season predictions for South Carolina this year. And by the way, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, although maybe I should. Uh, No, but this season has gone basically as I expected. And as most of us did, we expected the Gamecocks to be sitting here at two and one, right? For the most part, this season has played out how I have expected it to do so for South Carolina and for Kentucky, who I had at 3-0 and coming into this game. Now, my preseason predictions. I had the Cats winning this football game 27-23. to And you start to look at how much has changed since the beginning of the season that would alter that prediction, if you will. Because again, like I said, on the Gamecock side of things, I think things have played out basically exactly as I expected. Of course, none of us saw Zeb Nolan starting the first three games of the year. And uh, I don't think any of us expected for the offensive line to be quite as bad as they've been through three weeks. Now, on the flip side, the secondary has been much better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Other things that happened as well. But I have gone back and forth, guys, to be totally honest with you. I've gone back and forth because – There are many, many reasons that South Carolina will win this football game, and there are many reasons you can list that Kentucky will win this football game. On the bright side, guys, my lead source of optimism, you've got your guy back under center in Luke Doty. He's got a full week of practice. Number four is retaking the reins yet again. And I told you guys before the season started that I believed the biggest game changer for the South Carolina offense would be Luke Doty's athleticism and what he brings in that facet of the game. We all know about your running backs and how great they are. Hey, if you want a source of optimism when it comes to the offensive line, although they've had struggles, and folks, yes, they have struggled. We're talking about an offense that right now, guys, and it's early in the season, but an offense that ranks 13th in the SEC, 13th, has ran for one touchdown, has ran for one single touchdown in the first three games, which is a baffling statistic in its own right. This is also a football team that's only averaging 3.8 yards per carry. And two of the three opponents you played are not even in the group of, are not even in the power five. EIU and ECU, and you're still averaging 3.8 yards per carry. With that being said, we are talking about a group of backs and a group of offensive linemen that paved the way for a huge game on the ground a season ago in Lexington. You've also had Josh Van emerge on the outside. Maybe Jalen Brooks has momentum from last week. Your tight ends going to play a major role. I think Jaheim Belagai listed yesterday my key matchups could play a big role for you. Defensively, you know what your D-line is going to do. They're going to bring it each and every single week. And your secondary has been a little bit better than we all expected. And I think can hold their own in a game like this. Jalen Foster leading the way. 
So there are a lot of things and a lot of reasons. And also, oh, by the way, you're at home under the lights in front of a sold out packed Willie B. It will be an absolute madhouse at seven o'clock in williams Bryce Stadium and all night long supporting the Gamecocks. You got to feel good about that, being on your home field. On the flip side, as I told you guys yesterday, this is not your daddy's Kentucky team. When you speak offensively, they've got a big physical offensive line and they like to run the football, which is what Kentucky is known for, right? Rodriguez and Smoke, two really, really good players in that backfield. Big physical O-line. But guys, this Kentucky team is balanced. This Kentucky team can throw the football. Wandale Robinson on the outside, Josh Ali on the outside, and the guy who's the gunslinger calling the shots, Will Levis, best Kentucky quarterback they've had in quite some time, especially throwing the football. On the defensive side, a typical Kentucky team. Hard-nosed, they're going to get after you. Josh Pascal leading the way up front. They've got a solid linebacking core. And then Corker in the back end I talked about yesterday. He's good for them in that secondary. So this is a solid Kentucky football team. Guys, again, there's a reason Kentucky is a five-point favorite in this football game. There's a reason Kentucky's favored to win and why most national analysts are picking the Cats to beat South Carolina. But like I said, guys, I normally don't have this much indecisiveness. I'll be totally honest with you. Even right now, as I'm about to lock in my pick, I I still am going back and forth. Because, guys, I really, truly view this as a coin flip game. I could see this game going either way. Truly. And I think there's reasons you can justify both results. Like, no prediction is too outlandish this week, in my opinion. No prediction. Now, I will say this, I am not going to sit here and tell you that South Carolina is going to win the football game because of the crowd, right? I always think that's kind of interesting. You know, I had the ECU guys, and God bless them, but a couple of weeks ago, they tried to tell me that the reason East Carolina was going to beat South Carolina was the, oh, the energy of the crowd and the majesty of the crowd and the crowd, the crowd, the crowd. The crowd doesn't play football. Yes, they make an impact. Yes, the impact from those in the stadium at Williams-Brice will be felt. But at some point, guys, the team that executes and the team that has better players is the one that's going to win the football game. And I think that's something else. Fans have real trouble wrapping their heads around, right? We don't like to give Kentucky any sort of credit when it comes to the sport of football. We don't. There's still that Vandy stigma around Kentucky football. And I totally get it, guys. South Carolina, I'm of the same thought process. South Carolina should never go into a season and look at the Kentucky game and expect anything but a win. That's the point you have to be in your program. If you're ever going to get back to what you were, 10, 11, 12, 13, you got to get back to that point. That's why I said the Kentucky game was a bigger game than the Georgia game. Because if you beat Georgia, lose to Kentucky, you've accomplished nothing. You've accomplished nothing. So Kentucky's a good football team, guys. I say all that to say this. Kentucky is a good football team. Is Kentucky more talented right now, going in this game tomorrow, is Kentucky more talented than South Carolina top to bottom? No, they are not. Recruiting rankings would would back that up. No, they are not. Is Kentucky a better football team, top to bottom, than South Carolina? You could argue yes. 
Because what Kentucky has been doing the last six or seven years that you have not been doing, and it is not a blame on Shane Beamer, it is not a blame on Clayton White or Marcus Satterfield or anyone currently involved with Gamecock football, it is all to blame on the previous regime. But what Kentucky has spent the last six, seven, eight, nine years doing, they have gotten guys in there who believe in their system, believe in their culture, believe in what Coach Stoops is telling them, and they have developed those players, and they have gotten the most out of those football players. On the contrary, in Columbia, you've gotten guys in who are highly touted, highly rated, and you didn't develop them. And you looked up in three, four, five years, and what did you have? A roster full of four- and five-star high school kids, which serves no good at this level. Does me no good to have that type of roster. But either way, looking at this game, guys, like I said, there are many reasons I can justify why South Carolina will win. There are many reasons why I can justify Kentucky will win, which is what makes this game so hard. I truly, truly do view it as a toss-up. I view this game as a pure toss-up, if you will. Physicality. I've said it before. I said it yesterday on social media. I'll say it again. Physicality is the word of the week this week for me. Kentucky has won six of seven against you. Six of seven, they have won. That is not an opinion. That is a fact. And you can point to different things here and there as to why Kentucky has beat you six of seven. But, guys, the reason Kentucky has won six of seven in those six they beat you, they physically whipped you at the point of attack. And what has South Carolina's biggest problem been to this point this year? The offensive line and not being able to win at the point of attack. Guys, you are averaging 2.8 yards per carry in your last two ballgames. 2.8. You had eight yards rushing at halftime last week. You had negative yards rushing at halftime of the East Carolina game. So who is this South Carolina team, right? Who is this team? This is a true measuring stick game for the Gamecocks. It truly is because you've played two inferior opponents to start the year. Call, call, you know, call East Carolina what it is. They're, they're not a very good football team. You beat East Carolina by a last-second field goal, and then you lost to an elite Georgia team by 27. Now, the intriguing thing about this one is you match up much more equally to a Kentucky than you do, say, a Georgia, of course right? This is much more an even contest. And hey, guess what, guys? I, I want to make something very clear, too, because I feel like all week long, we've just been spinning how, oh, this is a measuring stick for Carolina. It's a measuring stick. It's a prove-it game for Carolina. Let's not forget, it's also the same thing for the Kentucky Wildcats. Because, yes, they beat Missouri at home, but they just came off a, what, five-point win over Chattanooga? So who is Kentucky? Is Kentucky a for-real eight and four type of team this year taking the next step under Mark Stoops? Or are they the same old Kentucky fighting to get to six and six? What type of team are the Kentucky Wildcats? Guys, when you make predictions, right? When you make predictions, you have to go off of known commodities. It's, it's you're not going to be very good at or be making predictions for a very long time or have people taking your predictions seriously for a very long time, if you are making predictions based off of hope and, you know, 
hoping things happen. Like last week, for example, I totally respect everybody's predictions who put those out there. But when you're talking about 31 to 28 Georgia, last team with the ball wins the game, you can't give me good football reasons why something like that was going to happen. You are making a prediction like that based off of hope. And a lot of times when people pick upsets, they make predictions simply based off of hope. And going against everything they've seen on the field and that their two eyes have shown them to this point. Now, granted, sometimes that does happen in college football, right? Sometimes the unexplainable takes place where, you know, a team shows up, it's their night, you catch the other team on a bad night, whatever, you pull a massive upset. Now, again, am I saying that if South Carolina beat Kentucky, it'd be some massive upset? No, I am not. It's a five-point spread. This is a toss-up game. But the reason I picked Kentucky in the preseason and the final score I had, guys, was 27 to 23. This is why I picked Kentucky in the preseason. Number one, and I'll just start here, and this might upset you here on a Friday, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and I've said it many times before. To play devil's advocate and to be on the contrary, guys, there's no reason South Carolina should beat Kentucky. And I'm sure some of you are throwing your phones out the window. You're punching the computer screen, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're hitting the unsubscribe or the block button. So be it. But there's realistically no reason that South Carolina should beat Kentucky. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, on one hand, you're the Gamecocks, and you have a first-year head coach. And Shane Beamer is fighting a battle right now, okay? What battle is he fighting? He's fighting the battle of trying to not just coach this group of guys he has, not just go win football games, but guys, he is trying to change a culture from the inside. He is trying to rid a program of the negativity and the toxicity and everything that followed it over the last five, six years under that piece of shit we had as head coach. That's the battle Shane Beamer's fighting. That's the battle fans don't see. See, they just assume it's all sunshine and rainbows and everybody loves their school as much as they do. Guys, I'm here to tell you, that's not the case. There's guys in that building Shane Beamer's having to fight and tussle with to get on the same page. I guarantee you, again, we're not going to ever hear about it, but it's a battle he is fighting in year one. Uh, On top of everything else, getting a football team ready to play, go win a game like this. On the flip side, you have Kentucky, who has a ninth-year head coach. They have their foundation, their culture, their systems, their schemes, their beliefs, everything already in place. They've got guys in their program, every single one of them probably for the most part, that's bought into what they're doing and believes in what they're doing and you know, playing like a wildcat, and they believe in Kentucky football. So they've got that huge advantage, right? That's just a known commodity. That's no knock on Shane Beamer. That's no knock. Specifically on the Gamecocks, that's just a known commodity. Also, the other known, hey, we know what Kentucky features as of right now in a run game. They're balanced in a pass game, and they're very, very stingy defensively. We see that with our own two eyes. On the other side, South Carolina, again, has done everything I expected them to do to this point. Aside from the fact of Zeb Nolan, you know, being your guy, whatever. But I thought Luke Doty came in last week, showed you why he's QB1. And again, my lead source of optimism going into tomorrow night is that Luke Doty is back and he will be the difference maker. But guys, the offensive line. 
I've seen a lot of you picking this game saying, hey, the Gamecocks offensive line is going to show up, show out. They're going to bounce back. They're going to have a big game. And that is fair, guys. That is very fair. But just know when you make that pick that you're going against the grain to everything we've seen to this point. There has nothing happened. There's been nothing that's happened in the first three weeks that will tell you South Carolina is going to go out and have success running the football and is going to have success up front against a very tough Kentucky defense. And guess what, guys? If you don't run the football well, you're not going to win. This is not a Gamecocks team and a Gamecocks offense because for me, guys, this game all comes down to the offense. I think the defense will do enough. I think the defense will do enough to get you a W. They'll do enough. Again, will they be great? Eh, I'm not expecting them to be great. Again, you're not going to go win a game 10 to 7. You got to go score points, guys. You got to go score points. I'm not expecting them to go pitch a shutout, but they'll do enough to get the win. Offensively, though, what can you do offensively? It all comes down to your offensive line. Can they get a push? Can they open a hole for your running backs? Guys, your running backs have been non-existent through three weeks. And again, there is nothing that tells us, guys, going into this football game that that's going to happen. I mean, guys, you couldn't push ECU around. How are you going to push Kentucky around? And like I said, guys, I've been going back and forth on a score prediction because you know what? I have said all of that. And I make, I, I, there are a lot of football reasons why Kentucky will win the football game. There are also football reasons why South Carolina could win this game, but there are a lot of reasons why Kentucky will win. And I've said all that, but at the end of the day, guess what? This is a new era. This is a new regime. There is a new culture. There is a new belief in the building. We've seen it slowly but surely taking place and taking root and happening. We've seen it with our own two eyes on the field and the attitude of the guys and the way they talk and the way Shane Beamer operates. We're seeing it. We're seeing it take place. And this game tomorrow night serves as a great opportunity for Shane Beamer and this Gamecocks football team and this program to come together, do something it has not done a lot of in the last five, six, seven years, and get a big win in prime time and make a statement when the opportunity presents itself. Not win some bogus game you weren't supposed to win. Make a statement in a game where you have the opportunity, you're in prime time, you're on national TV, and say to the college football world, say to the nation, hey, South Carolina, we're ahead of schedule, and we are on the way back. We're on the way back. And you got a bunch of guys in that locker room who believe in one another. Hey, like Perry Orr told me way back in December last year, you can get a lot more out of a bunch of guys who believe in one another. You can do a lot more with a lot less. When you got everybody fighting towards the same goal, and they all, all their brothers, hey, above all else, love your brother, right? Everything Shane Beamer's preaching right now, everything he's preaching. And guys, I want to pick South Carolina to win. I want to make that very clear to you all. I want to pick the Gamecocks to win. I do. I want to pick them to win. I want to believe 
that this South kind of offensive line will play its best football. The football we know it's capable of, by the way, will play its best football and will pave the way for Kevin Harris and Rashad Amos and Zaquandre White and Marshawn Lloyd and Juju McDowell and all those guys you have. I want to believe that Luke Doty will be the difference maker and will carve up the Kentucky defense and use his mobility to make life hell for Mark Stoops' defense. I want to believe that Josh Van will have another huge game and Jalen Brooks will step up as the second guy and the carry-on joiner or Amarian Brown or somebody else will emerge. I want to believe that Nick Muse and Jaheim Bell and those guys will make their presence felt at the tight end position. I also want to believe that that defense with that defensive front will stymie a Kentucky running game, will make life hell for Will Levis all night long, and that secondary is even better than I. And you have thought they're going to be this season. And Jalen Foster will get more interceptions. And this defense will come up with timely, timely plays. I want to believe all those things. And I believe they could happen. But when I make predictions, guys, I don't make them off of hope. I make them off of known commodities. And what I know right now is that South Carolina has a lot going for it. There are a lot of positives and a lot of reasons to pick South Carolina to win, especially being the home dog at night at their stadium, right? A raucous crowd, a crazy environment, SEC nation in town, all those things. But those things will subside, and this game will come down to who is the more physical team at the point of attack. That's why Kentucky's won six to seven over you. Kentucky doesn't care about the hoopla. They don't care about the crowd. They don't care about how, how much you love the Gamecocks and how excited you are for kickoff. It didn't matter in 2017. It didn't matter in 2015. And guys, if South Carolina doesn't show up on the offensive line, they'll get beat again. And unfortunately, guys, right now, I'm going off of known commodities. I picked Kentucky to win this thing 27 to 23 in the preseason. What have I seen through three weeks? What have I seen that's going to change that prediction? If anything, I should probably feel worse because you struggled much more greatly against ECU than I thought you would, okay? What happened against Georgia, I expected. They shredded you. They crushed you. I mean, it's 40 to 6 in the third quarter, guys. Kudos to our guys for fighting, but what happened is what happened. You got a quarterback in Luke Doty that's making his first start in this game, which is not what I saw coming. And you got an offensive line and a running game that's doing nothing. That's doing nothing. Why should I expect the Gamecocks offensive line? How can I trust the Gamecocks offensive line to come out and play their best football in this one? How? How? Now, they most certainly might do it. But again, I'm not in the business of making predictions off of hope. I'm in the business of making productions off known commodities. And right now, Kentucky top to bottom in year nine of Mark Stoops is more of a known commodity than South Carolina top to bottom in year one of Shane Beamer. And for that reason, guys, as badly, and I mean as badly as I want to pick the Gamecocks to win this ball game, you know what? I've got to stick true to what I've been doing since I started this business, which is being honest with myself and which is being honest with you all. I am not wearing the garnet glasses. I am seeing this thing for what it is, black and white. And when I take a look at this game, guys, again, I think Kentucky right now, top to bottom, is a better football team. I think they're a more complete football team. And South Carolina has issues 
in the one place it cannot afford to have them, and that is the offensive line. You can live with the secondary being garbage. You can live with the linebackers not being very good. You can live with the receivers being an efficiency. But, guys, if South Carolina cannot run the football, if they cannot run the football, if they cannot open a hole for those running backs, if they can't run for 100 yards in this ballgame, they have no chance, and they will not make a bowl game this season if that continues. So, unfortunately, guys, in this one, again, for those reasons, I do have the Cats. I've got Kentucky winning this game. I've got Kentucky by a final score, 30, Gamecocks 24. So, I've got Cats 30, Gamecocks 24. Again, coin flip type of game. Could see this going either way. Would not surprise me if Kentucky goes down late in this game and scores for a game-winning score to win the football game. But, again, I just can't trust the offensive line yet. I can't trust the Gamecocks offensive line, guys, to be consistent enough to get the job done. Defensively, hey, I think you'll hang around, hang around, hang around. But I think Kentucky, they are very balanced. I'm a believer in Will Levis. I think you still have very serious question marks in your secondary. And guys, as much as I like your defensive line, let's demand more of the defensive line. Because you know what? As great as the athletes are, guys, South Carolina has not been good against the run. They have not. They gave up 195 yards per game last year on the ground. And Georgia ran all over you. Granted, it was Georgia. But I want to see this defense rise to the occasion and stop the run against somebody who can run the football. And Kentucky can certainly do it in Rodriguez and Cavassier smoke. I think Kentucky's got real balance. They've got playmakers on the outside. It's going to be a little bit of a struggle for you defensively. But again, I think the defense will hang around. You're going to have to score 30 to win this one, guys. I really think so. 27, 28, 30. You're going to have to score to win. This is 2021 football, guys. Got to score to win. And it's also big boy football. It's big boy football, as Shane Bimmer said. And if you do not win at the point of attack, you will not win the football game. And again, guys, right now, I trust Kentucky to win at the point of attack and win the line of scrimmage more than I trust South Carolina. And for that reason, again, I got the Cats. Give me Kentucky 30, Gamecocks 24. Again, I would love to hear your predictions. I want to be wrong, guys. Hey, change of plans. I'll be in the building Saturday night. I will be in the building. I could not resist. My plan originally was to not go and watch it at home and do a post-game show. Still might do the post-game show, but I will be in the building. I want to be wrong. I want to make that very clear. But I cannot lock in a prediction off of hope. And saying that, oh, the O-line's going to do this and this will do that, you're hoping that happens. There's no reason to pick that. There's no reason to pick that. And for that reason, I got the Cats. Guys, again, give me Kentucky 30, Gamecocks 24, and what I think will be a really, really tough loss. But I want to leave you, by the way, with this, guys, because you're hearing that, and a lot of you are saying, oh, my God, this season's over. Just Shane Beamer, we hired the wrong coach. And what worries me about the Carolina fan base so greatly, and I'm going to talk about this on social media today, I'm going to keep pounding this in your skull. Please have perspective. Please understand. This is, this is game four of year one of Shane Beamer. Guys, winning games, I hate to tell you this, that's not the most important thing this year. It's very important, don't get me wrong, but it's not the most important thing. You know what the most important thing is? Changing the culture, laying the foundation in year one. You can go seven and five this year, guys, but if you don't change the culture, if things aren't changing on the inside, you have done nothing. Look at Will Muschamp, if you want a prime example. Went six and six in year one. Won nine games in year two, guys. Great. That's awesome. What did that do for you two, three years down the road? 
did nothing. It was rotten at the core. It was rotten at the core. That's it. They did nothing for Gamecocks football <clears throat> to win that Outback Bowl. Did nothing. So, you know, I've seen a lot of talk. Is this a must-win game? And I ran the poll on social media. Is this a must-win game? Because I wanted to gauge what the fan base's thought process was. And we ran this poll on Wednesday, okay? 1,661 votes. I said, would you call this weekend's game against Kentucky a quote-unquote must-win? Here's what scares me, guys. Out of those 1,661 votes, 76% of you said yes. 76% are looking at this as a must-win game in game four of Shane Beamer Senior. Guys, as I stated previously, as I stated earlier, I picked South Carolina to lose this game in the preseason. I also picked the Gamecocks to make a bowl game. Your season is not over if you lose to Kentucky, guys. I want to make that very, very clear. This game, is it a, is it a big momentum type of game for this season? Sure. In the scope of the 2021 season, it's a very big game. But, guys, what's this a must-win game for? Not getting to a bowl. You can still get to a bowl if you lose. This is a must-win game for the fan base, if anything. And that's it, though. For the fan base, this game is huge. But for the actual prospects of the season, you can still get to 6-6 six and six with a loss. I mean, certainly a win will help you get there much quicker, but you can still get there with a loss. That, that, that will not change the potential of what this season can be. Guys, I had you starting 5-2. and two. With a win over after this game, Troy, Tennessee, and Vandy. Who could argue to me that five and two wouldn't be a dream start for this team and for Shane Beamer in year one? And that's another reason why, guys, I can't pick the Gamecocks to win because honestly, I, I see some of you saying, Chris, they're going to win. They're going to start six and one. Six and one, guys. Six and one feels far too aggressive for. I mean, this is, is this not the same football team that beat East Carolina by a last-second field goal? This is the same team. This is that exact same team, guys. Until proven otherwise, you are who you are. Your best win so far on this season was a last-second field goal win over East Carolina, who's not very good. Call it for what it is. So, can the Gamecocks win this football game this weekend? Yes. Do I continue to go back and forth on my score prediction? Guys, I changed the overall score like three times just during this show alone. Can the Gamecocks win this football game? Yes, they can. At home, under the lights, and your jobs, by the way, as the listener, your job as the fan, show up, show out, be early, be loud. Shane Beamer's pleaded with you all week. Be raucous because you got a lot of recruits in the building this weekend, right? And guys, you would believe how... For recruits, the on-field result's not the most important thing for them. The on-field result's not the most important. I mean, it's, you know, it, it helps, but you know what you can do to help sell the program? Make Williams-Brice Stadium a madhouse. Let's show off what makes game day in Columbia so incredible with the Gamecock walk, with Williams-Brice Stadium, with Sandstorm, with the passion, with the energy, with the electricity. That's what you can do to help Shane Beamer and help Gamecocks football. But again, guys, when it comes to on the field, and this is a coin flip game, I would not be surprised at all to see South Carolina win the football game. But when it comes to on the field, 
There are known commodities and there are things you hope to see. And I'm in the business of making predictions off of known commodities. And unfortunately, right now, at the line of scrimmage, which is where this game will be won and lost, Kentucky is a far more known commodity than you are. I just do not trust Salcona's offensive line to do enough to get the win in this one. So again, guys, 30-24, to 24, my final. I've got the Kentucky Wildcats coming into Williams-Brice Stadium tomorrow night, getting the W over Shane Beamer and his Gamecocks football team. Guys, leave me your prediction in the comments, wherever down below. Leave me your prediction. How do you think this game will go? Why am I wrong? Why am I right? What do you think about this match at tomorrow night? And again, guys, if you can be there, be there, be early, be loud, and let's give Kentucky hell. To hell with my prediction, as I said last week, let's go get the W. Let's go get the W. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Come on out to the TSUS tailgate. We'll talk about it. We'll throw a couple cold ones back. We'll get ourselves ready to go to Willie B and pull the damn boys through. Let's pull them through this weekend. Why not? Folks, thank you all so much. Have a fantastic rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Go Cox. Beat Kentucky. And we'll talk to you on Monday. happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com